What's up, all you motorcycle enthusiasts? Welcome to another episode of the V-Twin Life, where we talk motorcycles powered by those V-Twins and what fuels our passion and why we enjoy it so much. Also proud to announce this episode is brought to you by that Northwest brand, Crash and Clothing. You can find them on the World Wide Web at crashinclothing.com and at Instagram at crash underscore inc. And for all you guys listening to the podcast and you want some of that Crash gear, when you go to them online, you can enter that promo code CRASH1, it's all uppercase letters, and uh, save yourself some money on some Crash gear. And if you're in that corner of Northwest Oregon, you can head down to Paradise Harley-Davidson, where they do have a special supply of Crash Inc. gears on the shelf. Now, let's dive into this episode with Mark Donahue, also known as Autoped on Instagram. This guy has done a lot of riding. He enjoys bikes. He shares that passion, and he's got some amazing stories. So, hey, let's dive into this. What's going on, Mark? Or should we call you Autoped? Mark, what do you prefer? Oh, whatever works for you. Uh, anybody on Instagram will know me as Autoped. Um, yeah, just uh, you can feel free to call me anything. Just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> right on, Matt. Well, hey, thanks for uh, taking time and, and wanting to come on and, and shoot the breeze and talk some bikes. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. So I guess we start is, you know, where did uh, where did motorcycles come in, come into life for you? Oh, well, uh, I started by being a little daredevil. Um, uh, my first, my first bike was actually a three-wheeler, a little old Honda ATC 110. And then shortly it was an old 77 Honda, uh, MR 175E Elsinore. Uh, my dad had a gold wing. Uh, he took back and forth to work, uh, as a commuter bike. He put hundreds of miles on or thousands of miles i should say uh and every opportunity i got the chance to get i hopped on the back of that thing he took me to school and back uh you know on little rides here and there felt like top of the world and uh yeah it, it just fueled my passion and uh as soon as i got the chance i you know i got a uh i got a uh, old chopper i traded an old camaro for uh, most would say it was a, a bad decision, but I thought it was one of the best ones. So <laughs> uh, that's basically what started it. Um, most of my uh, most of my street bikes up to a certain part was uh, rigids. Uh, most of them were metrics. I've had a little bit, a little bit of here and there. Um, you know, one old uh, Harley AMF bowling ball bike. Uh, <laughs> bowling ball bike uh, yeah the old bowling ball bikes <laughs> uh and you know i went as far as uh you know buying a uh buying a bike for you know out of a field for a hundred bucks or 50 bucks i think it was um and it was all just in crates and yeah just building it out of that and scrapyard parts and uh you know, I think I ended up coming up to, I think it was like a hundred, hundred and fifty dollars all in parts. And I got this thing, you know, running titled everything. And it was a little bit of everything from a Suzuki, Honda, Harley, uh, Yamaha. It had everything on it, including a 12 inch girder front end on it. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah. Uh, it, it, it runs through my veins and it runs through my bank account. Absolutely, I understand that one. <laughs> so, what are you riding currently that, that gets most of your attention? Uh, well, 
I have, surprisingly, I have only one bike. It's a uh, 2017 Harley Dyna Street Bob. Uh, it's uh, surprisingly mostly stock engine. The only thing I have is slip-ons. Um, I learned really early in the game that every time I mess with something with the engine, I tend to push it and break down somewhere pretty quickly so <laughs> if i want to go on long distance trips i better not uh i better not mess with it <laughs> yeah having something that that's reliable that that you can count on is always nice oh most certainly <laughs> see, that's you know the thing i wonder you see you know so many guys going with they buy a new bike and they don't get they don't put a lot of miles on it they're you know doing the stage two doing stage three four pulling out the motors you know going bigger is you know, a lot of people think bigger is better or jumping on the new 131s. Oh, most certainly. <laughs> you know, but my question, though, is what's the longevity on them? I mean, they are new. And I just that's what I'm curious to see is how many how many miles are, are one of those motors going to be able to go for a guy that I mean, of course, scenarios are going to be different. Somebody that's hot rodding it. But, you know, I mean, I, I've seen a couple guys, some road glides that also do a good amount of touring. I mean, one guy he, I met here about a month ago, he's got a. 2020 with a 131 in it you know he pulls a trailer does a lot of touring i'm just i'm real curious to see what the longevity is going to be in those motors i mean i have a, an old twin cam mine's an 04 you know and i i have over 100,000 on it wow. but i'm just curious what these you know these newer bigger motors are are they going to be able to go the longevity it's what i'm i'm really curious to see oh me too <laughs> me too uh i've i've uh I've, I've always said, you know, enough to get me down the road and get me out of a bad situation is enough. And uh, so, you know, and with, within say, with, with saying that I've also, I also had a friend, uh, he, uh, he wrote a, a, a road glide with a, uh, a stage four in it. He took this thing all over the place, uh, but blew his engine within a year, um, whether it was his riding or whether it was, you know, manufacturer defect or whatever it was, um, is beyond me. I don't know the full aspect of it, but you know, here I am with my stock one Oh three and I'm still ticking along. I, I, and I, I, I get on it. Well, now I got a, a good friend. He's got a, I think it's an Oh five or an Oh six, uh, Electroglide and he's at 175,000 and never had to dive in the motor, you know, keeps up on the regular maintenance, but I mean, He's ridden that bike all over the country, back and forth, down south, I mean, everywhere, multiple times. I mean, he flat out rides and, you know, looking at those numbers, like, shoot, man, you know, makes me think I still got a long way to go before I got to do anything. And, you know, I mean, I'm running the old 88. It's, you know, got a set of the cams have been upgraded, gear driven cams and, you know, the timing, the primary chain tensioner and, you know, some of the little goodies, but, you know, same with the slip ons. Right. And, right. You know, it, it's enough. It, does just fine for me and you know i have the dreams that you know when it finally goes you know i'll, I'll either probably go with the 103 mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah or and or the 110 and you know that's my plan and being as you know that mine's got that sentimental value where it i'm never going to trade it in it's never going to leave the family and you know sure down the road there there'll be a spot in the garage for another bike but that one's not going anywhere it's gonna it'll continue to run and you know when it comes time it'll get a heart transplant Oh, I hear that. I hear that. <laughs> yeah, you can never have, you know, you can't have too many bikes. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> uh, now, 
one thing <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I do most of my, my long distance rides and uh, for some reason for, you know, some wild hair, I can't, I can't see myself on a full dressed bagger. I just can't do it. <laughs> um, I've tossed across the idea of getting one. And then um, in fact, I even last winter, I took a, I took a road glide, a brand new road glide for a, a road test. Um, uh, just a test ride to see if I was interested in it. And, Oh, it was comfortable, but yeah, I guess it was just my roots calling, but it just seemed like, uh, you know, I was riding the bike and not the road. And I think uh, uh, Mr. Bob Marshall will, uh, you know, might agree with me on it. But yeah, you know, it's something about feeling the road. And um, you know, when I jump on the bike, it's like I want to be disconnected. Um, so my next bike, I, I'm, <laughs> I don't know. I might go with another stripped down, you know, bar hopper to go long distances. Well, and and that's it. Everybody has a bike that fits them. Not everybody's gonna have the same philosophy, you know, for, right. you know, guys are going to, Hey, I want to do touring. I'm buying the touring bikes, but you know, like when I talked with Von Gasfold and FDX Brooklyn, right. Even, uh, Connor FXDB who lives down by you down in Texas, you know, those guys are running Dinas and, and the low riders, but they have mm-hmm. them set up that, that works for them. You know, they've, oh, yeah. they've been through them enough. They've, they've got setups at work and dude, they all crush a lot of miles and, Hey, you know, if it works for you, it works for you. That's right. <laughs> and, you know, my big thing before I ended up getting, you know, the, my situation where the road glide came into my life, my biggest thing that I wanted with my next bike, the only real option that I had was hard bags. Mm-hmm. Living up here in the Northwest, we get, we, we get rain and you're going to get caught in rain. I mean, regardless if you're up here, I mean, you know, if guys are into touring and you're, you're traveling, you're, you're going to get rain eventually. <laughs> And for me, having those hard bags, knowing that, say, you get caught in a, you know, one of those downpours, being able to stop somewhere even at night and having, knowing that you have a change of clothes and dry clothes to get into is a huge thing. And that was just a driving point for me. Right, right. <laughs> and that was just, you know, one of the little, one of the little notches that, that I, that I was looking for that I wanted. And, you know, for me, I, I enjoy the, I enjoy my road glide. You know, I, I got the tour pack on it, but I got the quick disconnect. So if I want to run without the tour pack on it's kind of, you know, strip it down a little bit. I have that option, but I find I'm so used to the tour pack on there with it off. I just, I think that my bike looks so freaking weird and I just, <laughs> I don't like the looks of it. And, and secondly, I mean, I use that tour pack all the time to go somewhere. I can right. throw my helmet and coat in there when we stop or, I mean, do I go to the grocery store on it. I mean, I've, you know, I can throw, I know exactly that I can fit like three 18 packs and a 12 pack of pounders of Miller Lite in there. And I'm, I can come home and, you know, throw the groceries and saddlebags. And but I just, you know, I know how much storage I have and I just like it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, this, uh, let me see here. This, uh, this April, uh, I took a trip to three twisted sisters. I think, uh, uh, Setzer mentioned that, uh, with the thin blue line motorcycle club. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he, uh, you know, you know, coronavirus had just made everybody's lives miserable. And, you know, I had a, I had a hotel, you know, booked for a, for a club meet and, um, yeah, everybody had to cancel because of coronavirus, and uh, yeah, I uh, I decided, well, I'm going to hold my reservation, and you know, uh, I'm going to take the now my my now wife, 
you know, on a little three day vacation. So, you know, we stole my dad's ultra classic with his permission and yeah, she was comfortable back there. <laughs> so it does has, it does have its advantages. I can agree this, with that. <laughs> this is true. Absolutely. So now you, you also enjoy, you know, pushing the miles and distance riding. You know, I know that you've done, you, you know, you're an iron butt association member you've done the ride one K in a day, which one came first? Uh, the first one was uh ride one K in a day. And, you know, it was a funny story. Uh, my second ex-wife, <laughs> we were in the process of a divorce and, you know, I had, I had a Yamaha Raider at the time. It was completely stripped down, like a, just set up like a bulldog. And, uh, it was the last weekend of winter. And I said, uh, yeah, I need to get out. <laughs> I need to clear my mind. So, yeah, I've been following. Uh, I've been following Ramble, uh, and uh, I decided, hey, I'm going to give it a shot. So, um, you know, I just straight on booked it to a little town called Fort Stockton, uh, Fort Stockton, Texas, and uh, that was the start of a little uh, pattern for me. But uh, I got there, and that was my turnaround point. It was my five, like 530 miles, and. Uh, you know, my phone was starting to get low on, uh, phone was starting to get low on, uh, my charge. So I tried plugging it into my auxiliary battery pack and lo and behold, it didn't work. So I had to buy a phone charger and, you know, stay in the truck stop, uh, next to a, a wall outlet. So I let my phone charge up so I can finish the, finish the challenge. And, uh, yeah, if it wasn't for that, I'd probably would have hit like a 13 or a 14 hour thousand mile, but, um, yeah, I had to had to give it a minute and charge my phone and <laughs> turn my phone off <laughs> in between, uh, you know, while I was riding. So, you know, I didn't really get the chance to, you know, um, I don't know, uh, look at a GPS. I just kind of went by went by memory and uh, I uh, I hit my uh, thousand miles in 16 hours and two minutes. And um, I tried the I tried the iron butt the first time and then uh, I realized I was going too fast. And, uh, 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 that organization really frowns upon that. <laughs> so, mm. uh, I decided that, uh, you know, I wasn't going to make that one, but, uh, the next, the next trip, uh, yeah, I, I give it a shot. It really wasn't much of a, really wasn't much of a, a plan for me to do it, but, um, uh, yeah, I stayed with, uh, you know, I stayed with Ramble, um, for the first two years, actually. Um, and, uh, my, uh, let me see, after, after the first ride, I was, uh, lack of better terms, I was hooked. So I, uh, I come home and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all pumped about finding something else to do, you know, finding another ride. And it all kind of got put on hold, uh, with my mom and, uh, my mom, she was, uh, not in the best of health. So, uh, I had to kind of div divert my attention to, you know, you know, spending some time with her and, uh, she kind of gave up on, kind of gave up on life, uh, toward the end there. So I made her a promise and I told her that, uh, once all of her health problems are done with, I'd take her on an all expenses trip, uh, all expense paid trip to New York city to go see a Broadway show. This is what she wanted. Uh, and, uh, you know, she, uh, you know, she shook on it and, uh, <laughs> uh, the next, the next, uh, 
the next thing you know, she's in a hospital and we have to pull the plug. Uh, you know, she, uh, she passed away in April, you know, about, I want to say it was like six months later after that promise. And, uh, you know, we, uh, she, it was her wish to be cremated. And, uh, when we got the, we got the ashes back, um, my, my father divvied out a portion of the ashes to, you know, myself, uh, my two siblings and my father everybody but my sister rides um so the uh you know it all sparked off by this by this promise that i made my mother and that's where my next ride 1k came in and uh so i made reservations i decided i was going to hold uh you know hold true to my promise so I made reservations to go see her favorite Broadway show, which was Carousel. And, uh, you know, I was going to ride my bike. Uh, you know, a little, little side story on that. My mother used to love riding with, you know, with my dad on his Goldwing when we were younger. So when her, when her health declined, she wasn't able to do that. So we, uh, I decided instead of flying or taking a car, you know, I was going to ride my motorcycle and, uh, you know, previously, you know, we were, uh, my dad and I would talk, uh, and I asked him way back when he probably doesn't remember, but, uh, I asked him how long would it take to get from here to New York city? And I, I live halfway between Houston and Galveston, um, Galveston, Texas. I'm sorry. But, uh, he said about three days and, uh, and I, you know, I said to myself, uh, when I made that promise, I kind of remembered that, and I said, uh, all right, hold my beer. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, I started out, I started out in a tropical storm, tropical depression, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I didn't, I didn't get out of the rain until 300, 400 miles later in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And, you know, I was still booking and cooking. I was, you know, I, I didn't have rain gear. I had a full face. I had leathers. I had chaps, uh, gloves. Everything was soaking wet. Every every gas stop, I was pouring out my boots, um, and I was just hammering on it, hammering on it. You know, I've got I've got time to make. So I got to the Tennessee Virginia state border, and uh, that's when I hit my thousand miles and. Uh, back then, back then, uh, you sent all your receipts and, you know, text messages to, to ramble via text, um, instead of just, uh, plugging it in on his, on his current platform. And, uh, he clocked me at, I think it was like 1553, uh, for, you know, for that 1000 mile trip. And, uh, you know, the rain had just taken, you know, taken the breath out of me. It was taking all my energy. So I pulled up behind a Dollar General as soon as I finished that thousand miles and uh, laid back, took about an hour nap, and just got back up on the road and just booked it some more. And well, the next day it got really hot. It was in the middle of June. And I was cooking. And uh, <laughs> I decided it was, you know, you know, I'm being steamed like a lobster in these leathers, these soaking wet leathers. So I'm going to take them off, strap them to my sissy bar, my, my rig pack, and I won't keep going. Well, I didn't for, I didn't remember sunscreen. And next thing you know, I, I got just burned, just burned alive. 
But uh, I made my 1,500-mile mark uh, at the New Jersey border. Uh, Ramble clocked me in at 29 hours and 26 minutes. And uh, I still had to go, you know, a little bit to uh, New York, uh, New York City. And uh, I kept going. I didn't stop until I got to a little town just north of Yonkers um, called Elmsford. And uh, I got there in a little over 34 hours. And, uh, yeah, I, I, that was when I, you know, I started, you know, I got off my bike and I realized that it was hurting when I was walking. Well, my, my, my feet stayed soaked so long that, uh, you know, my boots were rubbing blisters on my, on my feet. And, uh, you know, every time I walked and, you know, moved around with my feet, my, you know, my, my feet, the blisters on my feet would pop and it, it just made it more and more painful. And, yeah, uh, so I decided I was going to take a take my best my best little nap uh, that I could uh, that night in Elmsford. The next morning, <laughs> I jumped on my bike, uh, rode into rode into the city, rode into Manhattan, and uh, I uh, <laughs> I was able to find an underground parking garage. Is uh, I believe it was underneath a Ferrari dealership right around the Harley Davidson of New York in Manhattan. Um, so yeah, they were, they were gracious enough to let me use their janitor's closet and, you know, pay for parking there. I got out and, uh, I gave, I gave my mother, uh, the nickel tour of Manhattan, you know, the empire state building, central park. I walked the whole, the whole thing. And, uh, I, I'd say I probably put about, five, six miles on my feet that day, which probably ain't much to a New Yorker, but, um, but yeah, so, uh, Showtime came, uh, saw the Broadway show and, uh, I'm not a Broadway fan, but, you know, it was very touching, very moving for me and it, it had a meaning. And, uh, right afterwards, um, I decided I, I, I hobbled my, my crippled little ass over to the original Broadway theater uh, on Broadway. And uh, right there at the, right there at the doorstep, I, I spread her ashes. And that was, uh, that was that part of that trip. And, uh, you know, that was 1700 miles of a 3,800 mile trip. Uh, I'll paraphrase the rest. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that next day, yeah, I, uh, I traveled down to Washington DC where I met and, uh, I fell in love with my now wife and, uh, you know, after I spent I spent a couple days there to just relax, rest, recoup, you know, buy new dry shoes and, uh, you know, just regain myself. Um, and then after that, uh, I made a promise uh, about, you know, 10 years prior to a, a old friend of mine in the Navy. And uh, so then I traveled to Norfolk, Virginia. And, uh, you know, we met, you know, we met there and uh, caught up with a, you know, little bit uh, right in front of a Starbucks. And I made true on my promise on that one. Then immediately headed to, uh, was it Robbinsville or Topeka uh, to Deals Gap? Uh, tail of the dragon uh <laughs> it was raining on my way there too so uh yeah 
parked for the night there and uh sadly i only had enough time before i had to go back to work to you know uh, ride the dragon once so from deals gap i headed out did all 318 curves and 11 miles rode up uh past uh Tallahassee. i think it's you know i think you pronounce it that way uh around smoky mountain harley davidson i think that's what it was but um and then i just mm-hmm. yeah I, I booked it back so i made another thousand miles there but i was in so much pain at that point i decided i wasn't going to register this one so yeah rolled back and then uh yeah did my did another thousand miles back to the house and uh yeah uh the next day i i had to jump in my uh i had to jump in my jeep and do a 710 miles uh, trip back to work. I was working in the oil field at the time and yeah, doing my thing there. And uh, about a month later, I think it was, I, uh, I ended up, uh, yeah, I ended up convincing my dad to my dad and my brother to do a one K with ramble. And uh, <laughs> I wrote them. I, I took them down to Fort Stockton uh, in the dead of summer. And uh yeah, my uh, yeah, there were several breakdowns we fixed on the side of the road with. Uh, let me see here. We had tie wraps, uh, electrical tape, and uh, we found a screw on the side of the road that helped keep my brother's headlight in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we managed to make that you know to there and back in 19 hours, and uh, yeah. Uh, so I, I unofficially I did three. Uh, three one k's uh but i only registered two of them um and then the next year i i thought it was you know i thought it would be special for me to try and cross certify that with the uh, iron butt association so that's when i that's when i talked to uh the staff there and uh they said yes yeah, send in the paperwork and we'll see what we can do so uh i sent in the paperwork and you know sure enough uh there's my uh there's my saddle sore and bun burner uh fifteen hundred so yeah that uh that ride uh got me two i b a certifications a ride one k in a day certification, and on top of that uh without me knowing it for i think we figured out it was like almost two years uh I'm holding the record for most states visited uh on my one k trip and uh that's uh twelve miles from or I'm sorry, 12 states from uh, Texas all the way up to New York. Yeah, I was going to bring it up because I had that noted down there that, yeah, you you hold the record for most states visited on a ride 1K in a day with 12. And I tell you, the, the story uh, of the ride for your mom, even that one, I know I was fortunate enough because you, you sent me the email of the, the story you wrote. And, dude, it is quite touching. I even had my wife read it last night. and It, it is a it's a tearjerker. I, I won't lie. I mean, it, the meaning behind that trip and what you did, I find it just absolutely awesome. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, I hashtagged the whole trip, uh, with two hashtags. Uh, uh, the first one was, uh, hashtag Deborah's last ride. Um, which if you go on Instagram and uh, search for that, uh, hashtag, you'll see the whole thing lined out. Um, the other one is hashtag promises kept and granted that one's a little bit more, uh, convoluted and, you know, mixed in with a whole bunch of other stuff, but, um, it's in there somewhere, but, um, surprisingly, uh, that chapter, or we have multiple chapters of, uh, Deborah's last ride, and 
my uh my brother decided to spread his and his personal location you know to honor my mom and my sister decided to spread it in hers uh and my dad he took a 2900 mile trip uh to key west florida and back uh to spread his portion of my mom's ashes uh he did that on his ultra classic um we got permission from the u.s navy uh my mother was born on a navy base in Key West, Florida. It's no longer there now, but uh, the commanding officer escorted my dad as uh, he spread her ashes underneath a tree overlooking the water, if I'm not mistaken. And that's really cool. It, it, it is. It is. And, you know, so, <laughs> and so all four of us, we got to, we got to do that. And um, believe it or not, the, it's still not done. Um, for Christmas that year, I, uh, I bought a rivet, uh, from Harley Davidson. Uh, they engrave a rivet, a six inch rivet, and they put it on walls at the Harley Davidson museum in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So I got a, I got a rivet that pretty much said, uh, the Donahue family, uh, hashtag Deborah's last ride, hashtag promises kept. And uh, our original original plan was to uh, wrap up the final chapter, I shall call it, um, by making a making making a family motorcycle trip up to Milwaukee to go see that rivet and go see the the, the museum. But uh, sadly, coronavirus kind of put a hold on that, and uh, so we weren't able to do it this year. But thankfully. Yeah, I'm I'm following a uh, following a lady, and I'm pretty sure you probably know her. Her name's Crystal. She goes by uh, that girl Go Go. Uh, she's a one K. Okay. Yeah, she's a one K rider too. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, she happened to stop by the museum, and uh, she uh, I asked her you know, I asked her to see if she could find the rivet for me, and you know, sure enough, she took time out of her busy schedule, and she found the rivet. You know, took a picture and sent it to us, and uh, yeah, that I mean, she made three she made three grown men cry. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah, she's she's a she's an angel on earth. So, <laughs> and and that goes along. You know, it's you know, you talk a lot of there's you know, men that ride, there's women that ride. You know, a lot of people want you know, it's that brotherhood. Well, there's that sisterhood and that familyhood of a bonding that you know you, you meet other people that ride and you build that bond and friendships with them. And, you know, like, like what she did, that's just, that's absolutely awesome. You know, I find it really cool when you can meet people like that and they want to do, it's just, it's something small, but can mean so much to somebody else. Oh, most certainly she, she did just that. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so that, that chapter's not over. uh, (laughs) I've got a couple more one K's under my belt. Like uh, last year, uh, Ramble was holding a, uh, he was holding a uh, a giveaway, I guess a little contest, uh, if you will, and uh, you know, my uh, I, I had just split my finger wide open at work. I mean, my pinky finger was split in two, uh, so sadly I was unable to. You know, I was thinking, okay, I, I'm not going to be able to do it. I can't. I can't risk. I think it was like 13 stitches that held my finger together, but uh, I, I can't risk it. And then. Uh, yeah, Ramble puts that out. My dad said, "Well, I'm going to go do that." So, 
you know, I set up, uh, I set up a ghost tours of Texas ride for him and, uh, he was able to get some of it done, but, uh, you know, sadly, uh, fuel was an issue. So he had to kind of cut it short and ride back. Uh, he broke down in San Antonio. Uh, so I had to come and get him, you know, Christmas came and then, uh, I was thinking to myself, you know what? My dad has just as many one Ks as me, I think. No, that w- I can't have that. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Christmas, uh, Christmas night, about eleven o'clock. Uh, my wife wasn't very happy about that, by the way. <laughs> uh, Christmas night, I'm, you know, uh, I hop on my bike with, you know, I would call it ten and a half fingers, um, and I decided to just, you know, do a quick one k, and uh, you know, I only got one more week left of the year, and I'm not gonna go, you know. I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go down like this. So I took off. Uh, the temperatures were about 50 degrees. It's nice and warm and balmy down here in Texas. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh, I got to San Antonio and all that changed and it got, it got dense, it, like dense fog. And I mean, everybody who rides know what dense fog feels like. Oh, it's miserable. <laughs> well, the temperature dropped to like the mid thirties. Uh and by the time I got, then the, yeah, it was raining and, uh, I, I was doing some rough calculations and it was like a little under 500,000, a little under 500 miles, maybe a little over that I was riding in wet, cold conditions. I was miserable. Uh, yeah, I was at I was risking, you know, you know, my skin tearing from my stitches and all, but I, I, I stopped somewhere, put some more tape on it, and I made sure that sucker wasn't moving. And yeah, just decided to keep on trucking. And I was able to, <laughs> I was so miserable, I decided to just push on through. And uh, I did the, you know, did the uh, 1K last year at 15 hours and 35 minutes, I think it was, you know, with a split open finger. So I'm going to give myself props on that. But uh, <laughs> the, this year, uh, we decided, uh, you know, my sister-in-law rides. I, you know, uh, I managed to convince her to get a uh, Harley Sportster, and uh, she, uh, you know, she was, you know, she was kind of excited to, you know, get a 1K under her belt. So, my brother, he, uh, my brother, my sister-in-law, and myself, uh, we decided to jump on our bikes and push out a 1k and once again we went to fort stockton and that's my proving grounds i guess but uh <laughs> there you go it was it was hot it was so hot i think it was like up to 110 uh something like that um it was so hot that uh it was like our motor oil was almost like water and you know, things were slipping and you know everybody's bikes needed brakes and uh so you know, the further we got, the more and more fatigued everybody got. And uh, it felt like we were just being, you know, uh, uh, just have a blow dryer up inside your helmet, just going full blast. And, uh, yeah, we stopped more and more often for water. And, uh, you know, at that last hundred miles, you can really tell that my sister-in-law was very fatigued and ready to get this ride over with. And so, uh, yeah, we made sure to we made sure to just push it out. We all looked like death after that, but uh, yeah. So that was the fourth member of uh, fourth member of my family that uh, got 
their 1K patch. So everybody who rides in my family as of this year now are 1K patch holders. That's awesome. I, I like it. <laughs> it. It's like you said, though, after you do the first one, did they? It becomes very addictive. <laughs> that it does. <laughs> I think it was like for me. Well, I did my first one this year, and it, dude, I was probably at my brother's for an hour, and I'm already in my mind thinking, "Oh yeah, where can I go to next? What's the next one?" You know, and I didn't realize until we talked the other night. I'd never thought about it. Like when you did yours, you took your mom's ashes. Right. When I did mine. I took my uncle with me because my uncle was like my best friend. And when I was going down to see my, you know, I call him my brother. We've been friends since we were very young and our, our kids grew up together and he's my brother. It's just how it is. And yeah, yeah, he wasn't able to make it up for my uncle's funeral. And so when, when I went down there, I took his ashes. My aunt had gave me, she had some of his ashes put in a shotgun shell and had it pressed. I mean, the primer has been fired, but I have a piece of my uncle. Wow. You know, I have his ashes and everywhere. I I mean, all the time when I ride, he always goes with me. You know I mean? Growing up, he always, he was always there for me. He was my best friend. Yeah. And we had an amazing relationship and I, you know, I had a, a memorial patch made because, you know, like in my thoughts, he always had my back growing up. He was always there. So I had his patch put at the top of my vest on the, on my back because he always had my back and he will forever have my back. That's... And I also, when I ride, I always take his ashes and I made it a point when I did my one K to go down to my brother's, you know, I, I took my ashes just as way. So when I got down there, you know, everybody's greeting to him and, you know, I hand him and say, Hey, you know, you can say hi. Right. And, and I find that it's like, I feel that naked feeling. Sometimes I go for a ride and, you know, his, his ashes always are on my nightstand next to my bed on my lamp is where the, is where the, the shotgun shell sits. And yeah. when I go for a ride and, you know, see out of the blue, it's like, I don't grab it. I can get down the road and I just, I don't feel right. Right. It, it, it's very weird. And some people might look at me like I'm crazy, but it's just, it's one of those things. I, I don't have a way to explain it, but I just, I always, always take it with me. And I always make it a point and, I mean, there's been times I've got a couple miles from home and I've turned around, come home and grabbed it that, you know, the very few times that I've left it sitting on my nightstand. And it's just one of those things for me, you know, kind of like when you took your mom's ashes, I always, my uncle always rides with me. He was my best friend and just how it is. Oh, most certainly. That's awesome. That's all my, my, you know, uh, I'm, I'm the same way. Um, you know, I have a little urn on a, on a necklace. My brother has an urn on a necklace. I think my sister-in-law does also. Um, and my dad carries a little, uh, my dad carries a little uh, vial of ashes as well. And he puts it on every bike that he's on, uh, when, when, when he goes riding. And yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a really important, a really important, uh, you know, way to honor that, you know, to someone special. And yeah. So, I mean, loyalty, loyalty is a big thing. It's, it's a, it's a dying thing, but it's, it's, you know, it means so much more when it's, you know, it's undying. Right. And it's like with me, you know, my, my other hobby that I enjoy is, is woodworking. And when my, when my uncle passed a year and a half ago, my aunt asked me if I would make his urn. 
And I'll tell you, I think that was the hardest thing that I've ever had to make in my life. And it's not so much the, the fact of building it that was hard. I think it was because I was so hard on myself because of what I had in my head and what I wanted to see quality wise. It's like, I knew myself that I, it would never, in my opinion, it would never be good enough because I want to hold that higher quality of standards. Like, you know, the, just the little imperfections that I knew were there. And, you know, so many people said it was beautiful. I mean, I built the whole thing out of quilted maple. I had it all trimmed with purple heart hardwood and, you know, did some really nice router work on it and, you know, has ashes in there, but it's to me, I, you know, every time I see it, it's like, you know, I, I think I could have done it better, but you know, I got a lot of compliments, but it's just one of those things where it means so much to somebody, you know, to myself doing it, that you want the quality to be just the absolute top notch. And I think it's one of those things where I don't think it could ever been good enough. And I still would have been hard on myself, but right. You only, that's just how it is. Yeah. You just want it to be perfect. <laughs> uh, I can very true. I can drive with that. <laughs> but I, I was thankful when I got my road glide. He was one of the first people uh, that got to see it before, and then you know it was wasn't shortly after I got it that, that he passed. Mm. It was hard, but you know, yeah, it's never easy. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, this year. Uh, this year, I was I was I was going to do another ride. Um, I I I'm I stand correct. I tried to do another ride. Um, I had uh, converted my street bob to a uh, foot clutch and a jockey shift. So I was, you know, I was almost full suicide there. But um, I have a uh, I have an old friend of mine from the Navy. He was uh, he was murdered by his uh, uh, newborn baby's mother, and uh, you know uh, we you know. Prior to that, we were we were talking, uh, and uh, he collected challenge coins. I think he had a challenge coin shadow box or something, and uh, he was missing. He was missing, you know, two of them. And you know, coincidentally, I have those two. And you know, I don't really collect challenge coins. And yeah, I told him, well, yeah, he asked me to mail it to him. I said, well, I'd rather give them to you in person. And, uh, sadly that time never came either. So, uh, this, this year I tried, uh, making a trip up there and, you know, I called, I called the ride, ride, ride 2k for Shay. And, uh, yeah, uh, sadly the East Texas roads and the Arkansas roads just obliterated my bike. And, uh, I had to rewire my taillight in a, at a truck stop in Hope, Arkansas at, three or four in the morning and then by the time i got to little rock i'd uh i was bouncing around on the uh, 440 loop and when i came down my foot you know i got airborne several times uh the last time i got airborne my foot came down on my foot clutch and hyper extended the clutch cable and i broke down at uh, at a truck stop on the east side of uh, little rock uh so i ended up having to uh yeah, I ended up having to call that one and give that one up, but uh, uh, I uh, <laughs> I ended up managing to MacGyver the clutch cable back to back to functionality. Um, but I decided to go ahead and stop riding because I had rocker bolts that were coming loose. I had uh, primary bolts that were coming loose. So, I mean, the thing just oh, I was I was <laughs> on my way back. I was literally hand tightening bolts back into my primary 
you know, so I can at least get somewhere. And, you know, I, I finally gave up around, uh, it's a little bitty town called Timpson, Texas. And, uh, yeah, it's out in the piney East Texas woods. And, uh, my dad, <laughs> Uh, he returned the favor and uh, he came and picked me up with his trailer and uh, rolled back. And yeah, it was uh, quite a bit of repairs, but, uh, but yeah, we got my, you know, we got my bike back up and running and uh, it's back to terrorizing the neighborhood. But, uh, but yeah, and, uh, I think I have a thing for memorial rides now. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. I, just how it works. I think this is the fourth fourth episode i've done with with one thing you know you guys down from texas and i i keep hearing all these places and all these roads <laughs> one of these summers i'm i i gotta get my way down to texas and check some of these places out it's just it's funny you know coincidental how i keep you know hooking up and getting guys from texas <laughs> well texas is a big state <laughs> uh, this is very true <laughs> well if you're going through east texas northeast texas stay off of uh highway 59 and uh you won't go airborne <laughs> uh, we'll make a note yeah. of that one. <laughs> um but uh i mean part of it's my personal choice too i mean if i probably would have had better shocks i'd probably have uh you know probably would have fared a little bit better you know i run on a set of uh burly lowering shocks on the rear um it's almost rigid you know i've, I've got the thing so set so hard and yeah, it's there's almost no suspension on it whatsoever, um, and no fairing, no windshield. Yeah, I ride a bare bones bike, and <laughs> I paid for it that day. Yeah, then, you know, and then, but it comes down to you know that's your style, and it's you know how you made it. It's piece of you. Oh yeah, most certainly, <laughs> most certainly. Yeah, I, I got I got hooked on the whole uh, the chopper movement in the early two thousands, and um, Jesse James and Indian Larry were my two biggest you know two biggest motorcycle idols, I guess you could say. And uh, yeah, uh, the cool thing is uh, I got to I got to see Indian Larry shop whenever I went to New York City picked up a primary car uh, derby cover and uh you know um sadly now i live only a few hours away from jesse james he moved to the hill country in texas and uh i haven't seen i haven't been to his shop or anything like that that's kind of one of my things too you know yeah now you guys got joe rogan moved down there too. oh wow <laughs> wow yeah yeah i uh i, I he did comedy right for a short time right yeah yeah comedy a lot of ufc commentary and then i think he's got probably the biggest platform of podcasting in the world oh, wow well i'm i'm electronically challenged i, I mean uh, i followed you on uh, on instagram and i think it was about a month or so later i was like a month or two later i was like hey i figured out how to work podcasts and uh i barely know how to work my phone so uh yeah i'm gonna have to check them out <laughs> he's got some cool ones and you know, there's some you know different guys I follow, different motorcycle ones that I like to listen to, and it's like anything. Some episodes will you know they'll entertain you, and some of them's like yeah, you know I have the same thing. It's like well that one just doesn't so much spark my interest, and you know you just you find another one. But yeah, there's he's got shit. I think he's almost to episode two thousand, getting there. And, you know he that guy covers such a wide spectrum of guests and people that he has on there. I mean, there's always. <laughs> I mean, there's lots of them that will probably intrigue you, and some like you know, same with me. It's like, yeah, I just I don't think I I'll bother with that one. But <laughs> he, 
his are pretty cool. He gets some really cool guests, and you know, I've been a fan of his for a while. Wow, I, I don't even have that many brain cells. I mean, two thousand. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll, I'll definitely be following you uh, from now on. I, I love, I love seeing the little guys succeed. I love, I love helping out. You know, uh, like a new generation. You know, the smaller businesses. You know, I, I think it's. I mean, I think it's. You know, their time now. Um, you know, that's why I, I'm, I guess why I'm such a staunch supporter of uh, Ramble with Pridewood and Canada Day, and yeah, I'm following you now. And you know, there's a couple other, there's a couple other companies. Uh, you know, Kill Yourself or Die Trying. Uh, they, he does apparel, um, and uh, Wretched Clothing. They, they do. You know, they do apparel as well. Um, I'm, you know, slowly but surely, I'll, uh, I'll find my electronically illiterate ass to you know, to more and more of these companies. And, you know, I just like seeing y'all succeed. And that's, that's exactly what we need with the motorcycle industry is, you know, we need a fresh face and yeah, I think y'all are providing that. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, this has been so cool. You know, when I decided to start this, I mean, it's like I had no expectations and it's, it's gone way better than I, I ever imagined it would go. And, you know, the people that, have reached out to me, you know, like yourself. I mean, it was funny when you reached out to me and like, uh, I noticed this account and I started going through some of your old stuff and you know, my, my main personal account I have, you know, my D woods nine, six, I should look through. It's like, man, I followed you for a long time. Cause I've commented way back in a lot of your posts. Cause it's like, you know, once you, you find somebody that has those things in common, like, you know, the endurance riding, when it comes to you ride one case and doing the ride one K in a day. Right. You know, I've seen, you know, your posts and Ramble would share them. And it's like, oh, hey, I got to check this guy out. And you know, it was pretty funny. It's like, man, I followed him for quite a while. <laughs> oh, I think Ramble has that special touch. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm thankful for everybody who's working their way out and, uh, you know, making something of this, spreading the word and, you know, kind of, you know, helping shape the industry, you know, to what it is now. You know, it it was becoming a dying, you know, a dying thing, a dying art. But uh, I think uh, I think there's some underground uh, cultures that are, you know, uh, keeping it alive and well. And I think we just need to exploit that and bring it to light and, you know, maybe help them out a little bit or most definitely help them out. But uh, that exposure would maybe help them out. Yeah, I agree. And that's like, you know, I, I was very fortunate enough to to hook up with crash Inc and, you know, Brad Columbus, uh, you know, jumped up and wanted to, to help push a podcast and sponsored it. And, you know, him and his whole crew down in Oregon, I mean, they have their, the, I think the yeah. five, the five Oh three bike nights and it, they've gotten huge. It's like, man, I can't wait till spring <sighs> to go down there. Hopefully, you know, we get all this Corona crap because right. <laughs> unfortunately you got Washington, Oregon that are so liberal and whatnot that, but hopefully they can get that stuff going. Cause you mean the picture and some of the videos I've seen, it's like, dude, I've got to go check this out. I mean, all the guys coming out and the bike scene down there just seems huge. And I can't wait to go check some of it out. This wow. Time. Yeah. Portland, uh, Oregon is one of my favorite areas. I mean, I would, I used to be an over the road truck driver and, uh, I used to, I used to roll down 84. I think it's the Columbia river right alongside. And, uh, uh, I was, every time I'd pass yep. by the Dales, uh, I'd, you know, in the morning time, the sunlight would shine over, you know, where Cabbage Hill would be way back when, like in Pendleton. And, 
Oh, dude, cabbage. I have some killer video of Cabbage Hill going up my motorcycle. I mean, I was dragging floorboards around those corners. I want to I wanna do it like on my bike at like 80, 85 just to see if I could do it. Yeah. Uh, last time I did it was in an 18 wheeler, and I think I was able to do it at 50. Uh, don't don't listen, police. But yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> I was a, I, I would that was a definitely a fun ride and uh yeah i i that's one of my rides you know that's one of my bucket list rides i guess you'd call it my my planned rides is uh i have one for the midwest uh you know um like uh from here to deadwood south dakota go see mount rushmore custer national park sturgis uh, ride through uh, Beartooth Pass, through uh, Yellowstone National Park, and then I'm gonna take go go down south uh, through the Rocky Mountains, uh, go through like Durango and Oray, uh, make a little diversion, like a little detour all the way to uh, I can't remember, I think it's just west of Denver uh, to Mount Evans. That's the uh, fourteen, oh, yeah, yes. fourteen thousand one hundred and thirty uh, miles up in the air tallest elevation matt swedlin oh matt swedlin just did a video that he released and from when he was over there i think it was last summer when they actually got caught in a snowstorm going up and following the car's tracks in front of them <laughs> so they could get up there then they literally had to wait out the snowstorm for the snow to melt so they could get back wow down. <laughs> at that point i think I'll have it to... might be fun to ride a mountain goat down or something <laughs> i'll send you the link he has some really great videos on YouTube. I mean, some of them, you know, his videos say seven to 10 minutes, which is a good time frame, but he does some great videos. And when we get done, I'll send you the link to that one. You have to check okay, it out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, after Mount Evans, I'm going to come back, uh, come back to, I can't remember what the town was, but, uh, you know, catch up at the, the million dollar highway, ride million dollar highway to, uh, you know, Albuquerque and, uh, ride route 66 in Amarillo, Texas, and then catch 287 back to, back to the house. That's one of those rides. And I've got one riding up the Catskills and the Appalachians and the Anirondacks and, um, you know, riding back the back roads, uh, the East coast. And then, uh, uh, the one I got for the West coast, I want to ride, uh, I want to ride up the uh, you know, up the national parks up in uh, California. Uh, make a make a turn in uh, you know uh, make a turnaround on I eighty four. I want to go you know, on a ride over Mount Hood and all that good stuff, um, and then catch the PCH. You know, go up to Seattle or uh, North you know, Washington and catch the PCH all the way down to California and just boogie on back. Mount Hood is an awesome ride, but if you get up in Washington and you're coming through and, you know, basically you're talking about following the, the PCH, the Pacific Coast Highway, which is Highway 101, mm-hmm. which is, I live an eighth mile off Highway uh, 101 up on the Olympic Peninsula. So, <laughs> hey, if you ever do that, dude, you, you got to get a hold of me because I'm right there. We, we gotta oh, most there. certainly. Most certainly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean... That's what I want to do too. I want to do a rundown 101. I've, I followed it down probably a hundred miles into Oregon, but I haven't gone any farther, but it's like, for me, I can go down my road an eighth mile. I hang a left turn, go literally an eighth mile and I'm on highway 101 at the stoplight. And it's just, then for me, it's just follow it until whenever I want down through California. But I do want to do that run too down the PCH would be, just freaking awesome. Oh, yeah. and, and, you know, if you ask me, I think going south to, down the PCH would be a much better ride than going north because you're right there on the water side. 
Yeah, you, know, you don't have to you don't have to cross traffic to go, you know, stop, take a look, pictures and stuff like that. At least for the best of my knowledge, I've never been on it, but yeah, it's one of my one of my little list of rides that I want to do. Yeah, me too. It, it's it's high up on the list, but yeah, like you, I mean, I I want to hit through the Smoky Mountains, the Appalachian Mountains. I'd love to get down to the Adirondacks. I want to do the Dragon, and I'm hoping. I, I don't know if it'll be able to. I pretty much know it won't happen this year, but I'm hoping next year. I want to do a East Coast trip with my dad. Me and my dad head to the East Coast. Would be oh awesome. yeah, yeah. That's that's uh, that'd be uh, that'd be an awesome ride. Ninety five is a little congested at, in certain spots. Uh, Baltimore, D.C., New York, uh, and uh, you know parts of Connecticut. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little bit crowded, but uh, if you don't mind taking some back roads, oh yeah, you'll you'll fall in love. It's very beautiful out there. Well, that and like. 20 i think it's 2022 is the 100th anniversary of laconia bike Week. yeah that'd be cool to incorporate that and be able to hit laconia and check that out and i got a you know good friend tj kibby who did it up an episode with me one of my first ones he lives over there and so it'd be fun to hook up with him and and check out that whole that whole scene because i mean that laconia is one of the i think is, is actually the oldest motorcycle rally in the i country. believe so i believe so they're they're, they're 100th anniversaries in what 2023 it's 2023 or 2022 i i think it's 22 i believe but i'd have to double check that man yeah that'd be uh that'd be definitely interesting yeah i would uh that'd be mm-hmm. that'd be one for the record books i guess you could say <laughs> yeah uh, very true yeah um yeah like the ride the once you once you get addicted to this stuff the ride planning never ends um, you know, I'm a, I'm a thousand miles on the, on the money to, uh, tombstone, Arizona. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just do something wild and crazy and just dress up like a cowboy on the ride. And, you know, when I get to tombstone, I'm going to take some fancy pictures once I, once I get done with my ride and yeah, we'll have a good time with it. <laughs> hey, there you go. That would be a cool place. To oh visit. yeah, most certainly. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's pretty hot too <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah um you know we uh i have a i think uh from here to pensacola florida is a thousand miles or i'm sorry not pensacola uh, daytona is uh, a thousand miles as well and uh you know i have a buddy of mine keep saying hey let, let's do let's do a 1k to daytona for bike week and uh, okay <laughs> you know uh yeah, I just gotta, I gotta convince them to ride that long. <laughs> that that one would be fun to go experience, but for me, it's you know, I'm literally the complete diagonal opposite side of the country, and Daytona is so early in the right. year, you know. And I'm just not one of those fans of trailing my bike. If I'm gonna go something like that. I want to ride the bike and not trailer it. And going that that early in the year, there's a there's some mountain passes that I got to get over <laughs> to get there. And, I just don't know if that could happen. Yeah, that uh well you're looking at uh Snoqualmie, uh Cabbage, Donner. Well if <laughs> well if, if I went down through Cal- I've had some friends from here that have done it and they went down through California. So the big one you gotta get over is the Siskiyou's mm-hmm. at the Oregon California mm-hmm. border. <laughs> and if you go, you know, head south and then cut across, you know, Southern California to Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, and go that way, it'd be better, but you still gotta you got to get there. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the hardest part. You've got that direct line, but it's treacherous. you know, if you want to do that, you have to, yeah, make a several hundred mile detour. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, you get you, you get addicted to this stuff. It's uh, you know, you just you just draw a circle a thousand miles away from you on the map and say, where am I going to go to today? And yeah, it just becomes it becomes a little addiction at that point. It does, and the other you know neat thing that that I, I always also kind of look at as is doing these, you know, basically I think it's fair to say endurance rides, you're doing a thousand miles in a 24 hour right. period. It's, I mean, riding motorcycles as a whole is, is a group. I mean, you know, it's a, that familyhood, the brotherhood, that sisterhood, but then you, you put the guys that want to push those miles into another group. And it kind of becomes in my mind, a, an elite group of riders because not everybody has a stamina. I mean, some people flat out think you're stupid for wanting to do it. <laughs> but once you do that first one, it's like, dude, this isn't that bad. It's like, for me, I hit that 750, 800 mile marks. Like, dude, I got 200 miles. And then, you know, like for me, I had, you know, my phone on the handlebar mountain. I looked down, it's like, shit, I'm at, you know, 90 miles to my destination. <laughs> and then all of a sudden that clock hits down your ETA is less than an hour. And it's like, hell yeah. <laughs> you start, you start getting that second wind. Mm-hmm. And like when I did mine is I started early, I started at three 30 in the morning. So my ending point, I mean, I had a killer sunset going down through central Idaho heading South oh, and the sunset over the Hills down there. Some of the views I got was just absolutely amazing. And you know, that's why I'd set mine up as I would rather leave mm-hmm. early and get to my destination in that, you know, late evening time, not super late, like, you know, midnight one, but I'd get down there, you know, nine o'clock ish, somewhere in there. I was hoping to be there earlier, but huh. you know, like yours, I mean, I was riding and I think there was a six or seven hour period where the, the temperature gauge on my Harley was buried for the ambient temperature, even coming off the road. It it was buried at 120 going through Eastern Washington, through Idaho, through Montana. It was hot. Mm, as hell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's basically, it's, it's like LM4 photo made a good point. You know, you, you're doing these runs you're stopping for gas, drink mm-hmm. some water, you know, you feel the bike, you feel yourself. And it, that was a very good, true statement. And you know, I took a couple other pit stops in Montana just because it was so warm. You know, I going through Missoula, it's like, man, I don't know if I'm ever going to get to Grizzly Harley <laughs> Davidson. So it's like, Hey, I, I got to stop. Plus it was a good thing for AC, you know, kind of get a break, but it's like you say, man, you get that first one and boy, it really sets a hook. Yeah. And, I got a good friend that I ride with here in town. He he's ready to do one in the spring. He wants to get his first one under his belt. And mm. <laughs> you know, I, I got a lot of plans and ideas and it, it is. It's like you, you look at the map. Okay. Do you want a a thousand miles to your ending destination or do a circle or, or how you want to do it? It's like, you know, the plenty of options. You just gotta figure the best fun route and Oh yeah, most certainly. It, <laughs> fun part, a funny part is, and um, you'll probably you'll probably get some of this a little later on. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. My brother, my club brothers, and uh, my motorcycle club. Uh, you know, I'll I'll tell my stories about my long distance rides, and they're gonna be like, the, at first they're like, oh man, that that that's insane, and then after they hear me, you know, tell other people you know, a few times they're like, yeah, we get it. You ride, bro. And (laughs) yeah, uh, you'll get, you'll get some snide remarks like that, but uh, (laughs) yeah, it's uh, they, they say I'm wired wrong. So. 
Well, I mean, it's yes. Yeah, some of them. I mean, I have some other friends who are kind of the exact opposite. Get introduced to somebody, it's like, did you, you think you ride? No, you have nothing. But you, you need to meet, you know. And then they introduce you. And <laughs> it, it it's kind of flattering way, but then this is, you know, we all we all enjoy to ride. Mm-hmm. It's not so much that maybe you know you or I enjoy it more. It's just you know, every you you take it to the next level in a way, I guess you say, or just yeah, you just have a lot of fun doing it. You just want to you know, push yourself a little bit farther maybe and just yeah. say, hey. Some people need more psychologists I want to do this. than others. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, my psychologist is too One of my favorite. <laughs> that's one of my favorite hashtags. Hashtag throttle therapy. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's so true. That is so true. Yep, or two-wheel therapy, you know, goes hand yeah. in hand. Yeah, and yeah, like here, here recently, coronavirus. I've been, uh, you know, I've been struggling a bit. You know, uh, the I got to watch out for the mental health of my family here, my wife and my my stepson. And uh, so, yeah, I've had to kind of take a step back at you know riding quite so much um, to just look over them and try and get them out of the house and you know you know, do whatever we can and still be able to afford doing what we need to do. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, you know, my, uh, I looked at my bike, I said, I ain't started that thing in a week, a week and a half, two weeks, something like that. It's time to ride that thing. And it was low forties, uh, the past few days and raining here in Houston. And, uh, (laughs) you bet I rode. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's how it's been up here in the low 40s, and I, I was the same way. I finally got the bike out the other day, and it had been a, a few weeks. And, boy, you could tell when I started it, boy, it was a, definitely a cold start. She hadn't been started in a while. <laughs> yeah, they don't like that. <laughs> but, yeah, but same thing. You know, it's been in the 40s here. It's like, you know what? The skies are blue, but it's a little chilly, and got some things to do. It's like, piss on it, man. I'm going to – I got to go for a little ride. And, you know, it's one of those things that – that throttle therapy, it, it doesn't got to be a hundred miles, five hours. It could be 10 miles across town and it's, it's all you need to square the Yeah, head. exactly. Exactly. It just, just takes a little bit of wind and uh, you'll feel better. <laughs> yep. Absolutely, man. Well, shoot. It's been a fast hour, man. That's flying by. <laughs> yeah, it has. <laughs> <laughs> well, shoot, man. Thanks a lot for, for, you know, coming on and, and all the conversation and, it's been a lot of fun, you know, and I tell you what, hearing your mom's story, what you did, dude, I, I tip my hat to you, sir. I mean, that's, it's absolutely awesome. And I can't wait to, to share this with everybody else and let them hear it too. Thank you, sir. And uh, I appreciate that. And I hope, you know, I hope everything, uh, I hope everything works out in your favor, like it's uh, doing for me. And uh, yeah, um, I hope, uh, <laughs> I hope I can uh, share more adventures and stories with you. Awesome, man, because I'd love to hear him. So, hey, everybody, you can also follow him on Instagram at at Autoped. And don't forget, you guys want that Crash Inc. gear, Crash 1 at checkout. We'll save you some money. And, Mark, thank you so much for coming on the show and and sharing your stories. It was was an honor. Thank you for having me. And honor's mine, too. (laughs) Awesome, buddy. Hey, stay safe. Enjoy the open road and have a good time. Thank you, sir. You, too.